Hey guys, welcome to A Different Perspective. I am Eric Kalinga. Today we will be bringing you a, our perspective on critical race theory. Let's get into it. Now, critical race theory has, um, you know, has so many definitions and the connotations. Everybody is looking at it from the vantage point. But today we're going to attempt to bring to you at least uh, some of the points we're thinking that need to be considered into this conversation. Critical race theory is an intellectual movement or a framework based on the belief that race is not just a biological or physical feature, rather is a social construct that was invented to oppress people of color. Critical race theory thinks that, the, um, that law and legal institutions in the US are inherently racist because they function to create a divide in social, economic, and political inequality between white and non-white, aka systematic racism. So we also believe that uh, critical race theory also is a way of looking at things, the lenses we have we we'll put on to look at our the, the society around us. Or it was also mentioned that uh, it is a uh, uh, belief that uh, people can be good or bad. And if you look at it that way, it also can affect how you look at everybody. So you become very critical and judgmental. So not just our words. And in fact, uh, and, and, and there's so much more we can talk about Let's, the, the definition and explanation of this. But I don't want to give you my words or anyone's definition of critical race theory. Rather, let's just go to Miss Kimberly Crenshaw calling the terminology critical race theory. Okay, very clear. Okay, what is in the in critical race theory? Is this uh, again the theory that to, to, that uh, um, they, they kind of uh, came up with to understand the problem that is embedded in our laws? I mean, referring to our constitutions and so on and so forth. 
using the term law and systems and, and also to connecting to uh, Dr. Martin Luther, thing, uh, Luther King Jr. and Frederick Douglass and all that. But let me pause for a second. I wanted to make sure that, at least in my opinion, I would not connect Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. to critical race theory. Reason being is this, sir. Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. in his uh, I Have a Dream speech clearly said he sees a world, he sees a society, he sees a community, he sees an America where white and black are all together, working together. That's the picture I see of the heritage, the legacy of Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. But when I look at critical race theory, and the fact that is that we're looking, we, we, we are viewing this society, we need to look at how the laws today and how they have uh, um, not benefited a people of color or um, people who are less fortunate or specifically black folks. So it's more saying that um, laws, uh, the laws that are in place, uh, they are now, uh, in fact, uh, they, they, they have not uh, benefited um, this particular people. So we need to come up with new laws. We need to kind of to, to change this frame of work so that um, it can now start benefiting us. First of all, problem number one is thus, uh, every time you want to change something to benefit you, it becomes a selfish reason and endeavor. That's just my opinion. And I'm saying that. And number two is this. Every time you start trying to change law, there's always a law around the next law and around the next law. How far are you going to go in changing laws? I work for an attorney here in town. And I said, it's always a law around another law. But I think what, what we need to be focusing on, I think the system, there are systems that are not benefiting certain people. There's some, there are systems that uh, are not uh, advancing the cause of the black uh, folks or the people of color. There are some systems in certain localities. Yes, you encounter those, uh, those systems. I've encountered some of those systems personally because they, did not, they were not in favor of uh, people of color and what have you, whatever the case might be. So the issue is not so much uh, that we need to change some of the laws. Uh, the Constitution was written, in, in fact, with the, with, with the mandate, uh, we, the people, we, the people. So in that, um, we need to understand that um, is how people are utilizing uh, those laws. That means that comes down to system. You know, I'm, I'm going to say this. Um, uh, growing up in Africa, I've seen a lot of people, you know, a lot of uh, government or regime changes. You know, one will come on a overthrown, whether it's elections or coup d'etat or what have you, then there's a change of government and another change of government. In fact, there was, uh, there was a peaceful transfer of uh, power in Zambia. As we're speaking, there's a new president that uh, took over. But what I've noticed and I've seen, uh, whoever was in power, whoever gets the power, become the dominant person, and automatically they will, they will create systems, systems that are going to benefit them. So every time you give someone power, they will end up using it to their own benefit. Another example in South Africa today. South Africa years ago was, was uh, governed by apartheid. 
a white man, minority that was very powerful. They have authority and power in, in economics, and they were dominating and, 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 and they ruled the country. Everybody was so against the apartheid because it was racist and, uh, and, and all those negative things. But now it is the blacks that has the power and the authority. And guess what? And they have the money and the economics on, the, on their side. Guess what they're doing now? They're now doing whatever they can to benefit themselves, to advance their cause. They're not doing it for the greater cause and the greater good of all mankind, including black, whites, colored, and all that. You can see it's not the law. It's generally the system. And it's also the person who has the authority. I can guarantee you, as we advance, if America has more power and, and, and authority and all the local governments, federal governments, states wide, you know, uh, and we start having more and more black folks, I can guarantee you will see that. And the reason why I say that, go to the predominantly black communities where the entire local government is is governed by the black for you, so you, you see what kind of system is there. So when we're talking about critical race theory and uh, the who is going to argue, who is going to argue the fact that, oh, let's change the law so everybody can be on the same playing field. It sounds great. It sounds really awesome. It's not, there's nothing wrong with that. But the reality is, what is the motive behind that? What is the motive? That. Critical risk theory has its genesis in, in the 1920s, uh, and you can trace it all the way back to Germany. But for you and I today, we, we don't, I, I, I don't want to uh, take you back and, and deal with uh, the, uh, the genesis of it all the way down, but I think what's, what's really affecting us is how Critical race theory has taken a different steam and start moving at full speed in, in our day and age. And I want to address that. What are, the, what are some of the things that are really, really prevalent in the conversation of uh, critical race theory? I'm going to point out two, equity and equality. Oh man, you've heard that. You've heard those uh, being said time and time again, equity and equality. What are the distinctions? According to an online you know, uh, publication of health, uh, if you can go to online uh, publichealth.gw, uh, edu, I should say, sorry about that. And equality means, check this out. Equality means each individual or group of people is given the same resources or opportunities while Equity sees each person and their different circumstances and they and then allocate the exact resources and opportunity needed to reach an equal outcome. Wow. So equality, I have no problem. You know, we all, in, uh, uh, as individuals or people group, we all given the same resources, the same funding. I think we need more equality. We need to be able to give people the same kind of opportunities, resources, so that they can utilize those to advance or to the betterment of their lives and in their community. But to talk about equity in a, in, in, in a, in a sense where 
that uh, we we will take from you know you, you will take from the rich to give to the poor so that we all can have uh, the same level and playing field where where do you find that even in the scripture what we have to take in fact uh, it's uh, you know the bible tells us uh, that uh, they will take for them from from the one who did not utilize the talent uh, they will take it from that person and give it to the one who utilized what does that mean if you have you were given an opportunity and you're not utilizing it you're gonna lose it god in the scripture is inspired to write to that uh, to teach us that if god has given you something you're not using it you will eventually lose it socialism is very clear to me is a form of equity let even the playing field when you have equality every everyone has the same right and opportunities and resources they're right there so we all can have them when talking about critical race theory it's very rare that they're really talking about equality. Their emphasis is on equity. Let's take from those who have to give to those who have not. Equity used in certain circumstances can be um, quite positive, yeah. But if I'm choosing to give because I want to, not compel or force to give, no. If I have something and I see someone who does not have, and in my compassionate uh, heart, I choose to give. That's my choice. Yes, it's equity. I'm trying to help so I can raise the, the standard of living. I can, I, I, can help, I can help them get education so they can raise, raise their economic status. That is my choice. When someone else is demanding me to give, so I can, I can, we can give to a person who is uh, quote unquote less fortunate when it's not my choice. That there's no place in the scripture that has been said that in the book of Acts, the Bible tells us uh, people willingly moved by the Holy Spirit uh, gave toward the orphans, towards the um, the less fortunate, the widows, and so on and so forth. Now, we don't want to create a form of, so, uh, of, of socialism, but uh, we continue with this movement because it sounds good, social justice. Let's just um, make sure that we are just. But justice is just. There's no social justice in the scripture. Justice is justice. Critical race theory, ladies and gentlemen, when you think about Cheryl Harris from UCLA, who want to suspend private property rights, seize land and wealth, and redistribute re that. Just, just think about that. Think about that. Someone come to take your stuff and say, I'm going to give it to someone else. Is that the kind of world you want to live in? Where you are forced to do something you don't? Where is freedom? I thought America was a land of the free. Where's the freedom for me to do what I want, to say what I want? Equity-based government, loss of private property, individual rights, quality under luck and federalism, freedom of speech, you know, and all that the list can go on and on. But we need to be very careful 
that we're going to start discriminating against others in doing so. Because we say you have some discriminating you because you got so much money, you got so much of this and that. We don't want to get we don't want to get caught up into that mess. If we continue if we continue with this movement of critical race theory in action within the workplace, now it's showing that you can be at the job and and you get reprimanded. Okay, you get reprimanded by your boss. Oh no, my boss was just racist. They don't just like me because of the color of my skin. Oh really? What about what uh, Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. said? If if truly critical race theory is uh, to look at the people not uh, upon the color of the skins, but the content of the character, is that what we're doing? Or we're going completely the opposite when we say with the critical race theory, we're going to look at life around us with the lenses, the goggle of race first and not the content of uh, the character. We're judging everyone with the white person must be racist because they have so much money. They must be racist because they look at me funny. They must be racist because I didn't show up at work and I got fired. They, are, they must be racist. But we need to be very careful. We're going to end up becoming ourselves as black folks very, very racist. All we need is power in our hands. And we're talking about white supremacy. We're going to be black supremacy once you have power. Every time you give power to a person who does not have the Lord Jesus Christ in their lives and the Holy Spirit to lead them and guide them, they are as evil as any, anybody else. Give us power. We don't have God. We're going to misuse it. Trust me, because I saw it in Africa. The same black folks with power, they're killing the other black folks with no power. So don't tell me power. Don't tell me racism. It's, it's, everybody can discriminate. Power with no God. It's very deadly and very dangerous. So, in terms of great Christian perspective, I truly believe that for us as Christians, we need to understand one thing. We are citizens of the kingdom of God, first and foremost. My citizenship belongs to God and the heavenly host. That's where my citizenship belongs. Therefore, which law, which 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 uh, uh, constitutions am I going to follow? Which which set of laws am I going to live? Uh, am I going to live my life uh, and 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 abide by? And guess what? It's going to be the law of God. The Bible is the foundation. Is the, is the constitution of my government? The Bible. So I need to live by that, obey that, live according to that. The set of the government laws or the, 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 the structures where I live here on earth become secondary. I must obey the law of God first and then obey the law of the land second. Christ clearly would desire for us to chase after him. In Matthew 6, verse 33, seek ye first the kingdom of God. For every one of us, we need to seek the kingdom of God and his and its righteousness, and all things will be added. 
So I don't have to worry about just getting stuff and changing my status as a, as a, as a believer in the Lord Jesus Christ. My goal is to seek the kingdom of the kingdom of God first, and everything will be added to my life because my citizenship is not here; it's heavenly bound. So what are the laws? Let's summarize it. Moses gave us ten commandments, right? But Jesus came and summarized that with two, two commandments. Guess what he said? First, love your God. Love God with everything. And second, love your neighbor as yourself. Those two are so important that uh, whether I am black, white, Hispanic, doesn't matter what color I am. If I do those two things, I will not discriminate. I will not mistreat another. I will uplift and I will be a blessing. I'll be compassionate to others. Race will not be an issue because in heaven, there's no race. There's no color. In heaven, we are one person, one people in the eyes of God. So we must, I must love my neighbor. I must love God. Because God created my neighbor in his own likeness. I want to challenge everyone as I'm closing here to look at people from the character, the character, the character, the character that they have on the inside. Or the content of the character to be more specific, as Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. said. And not to look at people with the lenses or the goggles of race. Political race theory is an enemy of the church because there's no reason why the church should adopt, like the Southern uh, Baptist Convention, they wrote a resolution adopting critical race theory. Pastors and churches are adopting critical race theory. It is something that is going against the scripture because there's no way in the scripture, clearly, the Bible says equality, yes, equal opportunity to all of us. So God looked at Moses and asked Moses, what do you have in your hand? God used that to touch as an operating miracle. God used what was in his hand to reproduce, to create. Yes, I can understand some folks may not have opportunities. We need we need to be able for those of us who are in place to help others, help others and get opportunities to better themselves, to elevate themselves. So that must be done by, by the people and because they are moved with compassion, not because they are compelled by the government to do so. I urge and challenge every believer, every Christian, that the, prospect, that, that the perspective which we should have is one of love and that's the message i want to give to everyone because critical race theory is teaching us to judge and ultimately hate and that is against the law of god a fantastic day guys and god bless we'll see you guys next time